baseball, hockey, and soccer knowledge you could ever need. This is The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. Yes, and welcome into our show. It's Friday. It's just after school. I'm super excited to be hanging out with you guys. I'm McLean on 88.9 The Bridge in the booth with Will and with Cy. We are not joined by Creed today due to his athletic commitments, but with who we do have, I'm really happy to be hanging out. I think we should get things started with four and four, no? Yeah, let's get it. And yeah. I think we're starting with me in basketball, right? All right. Uh, yeah, let's get All it. All right, let's get right into it. So, in basketball, yesterday was a big day because the Oklahoma City Thunder fell to the Memphis Grizzlies 79-152, to 152, and that's the largest margin in NBA history. That's 73 points. Honestly, I don't, I don't know how a team could drop a ball like that bad, drop the ball that bad, but I guess Oklahoma City has done it. So... Moving on, Chicago and the New York Knicks also had a hotly contested game. Lots of dunks in the first half from the Chicago Bulls, um, if I remember correctly. And the New York Knicks tried to scream back. Lots of threes from Evan Fournier, but they could not in the end. In the final score, it was 119 Chicago Bulls and 115 for the Knicks. And um, just some other stuff that happened this week. LaMelo Ball had a career high in points. It was about 36 points. And so he's turning out to be a really good young player, but uh, they fell in a really close game to the Bucks. And uh, yeah, other than that, the Trailblazers have fired their general manager. So that that's definitely hot news for a lot of people in the Seattle market, just because like with the with the Supersonics leaving and becoming OKC, ha ha ha, trash. Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of people became Trailblazers fans, so that's a big one. And other than that, yeah, Seth. Uh, Steph Curry has been playing really good. His brother Seth has been okay as well. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, let's move on to Will for hockey. Yeah, no, I, just, I saw a lot about that uh, Memphis Thunder game. That was crazy. Uh, but hockey, you know, the Kraken have been doing all right. I, I wouldn't say panic yet to some of the fans that see the record. You know, they're 8-13. and 13. You say, oh, the Kraken are horrible. We shouldn't have even had an expansion team in the first place. We're starting to slowly pick it up. I think they had a really bad start to the year, but you gotta you gotta think and keep in mind this is an expansion team. These guys have never played together before. It's kind of like just a a hot pot mess of a bunch of players that they've thrown together. Um, but we have knocked off the Panthers, the Hurricanes, and the Capitals just in the last couple of weeks here. Uh, three of the best teams in the league. Yeah, we lost to the Red Wings, um, but you know what? That stuff's gonna happen. We're we're not too far out of it here, and we're starting to look a lot better than we have at the beginning of the season. And I think it's only going to go up from here. So I wouldn't count the Kraken out of the playoffs yet. Uh, one team that is pretty close geographically to us is the Canucks. 
and I would probably count them out of the playoffs at this point. Uh, their coaching staff, they, they signed a bunch of players over the offseason, notably Connor Garland and Oliver ekman Larson. Uh, but those guys really have not helped them too much. They're doing way worse than they have in the past. Uh, and I think a lot of the light right now is on their coaching staff, uh, notably Travis Green, who actually I have family connections to. That's a long story. Um, but I think they're probably looking to fire him sometime during this year or at the end of the year and hopefully get some of their good players get back into a rhythm moving forward. Anyways, we'll go on to McLean for baseball. Yeah, uh, baseball for the first time is since 1990, the league locked out. And because of that, we don't have any news that's not, you know, 48 hours old. Uh, just to catch you guys up on why we're locking out, the Players Union is looking for minor league players to have a more livable wage. If you don't know, minor league pay- players are not paid well at all. Um, most of them have to, you know, get other jobs in the offseason just so that they can afford rent. Some of them live in their cars. It's, it's ridiculous how low minor league salaries are. Uh, they also want uh, a universal DH and earlier salary arbitration so that uh, established young stars st- aren't still on those rookie contracts three years into their career. Also uh, on the table is uh, a higher competitive balance tax threshold so that p- clubs can sign more important free agents and keep the competitive balance tax consistent with inflation. Uh, and a draft lottery so that teams aren't so tempted to tank to get higher draft position. One of the ideas also thrown around was a minimum uh, minimum salary, and I've got my opinions on that, but I'll share them at a later date. That's what's up. Anyway, uh, over to Will for some football. Yeah, football. It's been a sad couple of weeks in football, notably this one. Uh, I don't want to say it quite yet, but the Seahawks, I think this might be our first losing season. I mean, we pretty much have to win out the rest of the season. Uh, and I don't think that's going to happen at this point. If we fall to the 49ers this Sunday, uh, it's game over for us, which is it's it's tough to talk about because that hasn't happened in so long, especially with Russell Wilson around. Uh, I, I don't even remember the last time we lost a season. Uh, the um, last Seahawks losing season was before Russell Wilson got drafted. We were 7-9 and nine under Pete Carroll with Tavares Jackson, Seneca Wallace as the quarterbacks. Yeah, and uh, there's a good chance we'll be a lot worse than 7-9 and nine if things keep going how they are. We have some really tough matchups, too, for the rest of the year. Um, but just looking this week, Cowboys-Saints already played. That was a really good game. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of people complaining about the refing in that one against the Saints particularly, which the Saints always seem to get horrible refing. Uh, so true, so true. And I, I know their fans like to complain and people mock them for that. But as someone who's completely unbiased, no ties to New Orleans, they get some some rough calls against them. Uh, like there was the one blindside block, which I I saw that it made no sense. It was not at all from the blindside. It was not even close to a blindside. I, I, I don't block. get how they call that. There was also one um, Patriots against I do not remember. Titans. Patriots against someone else. The Titans. It might have been the Titans. Uh, they had a play. They were going for a touchdown. They made the touchdown. Um, but they ended up blocking one of the players, and it was completely from the front. The guy ended; he was like running towards. They were running towards each other, basically. He popped them, but the thing I don't understand is they're facing each other. I don't know how the ref can possibly call that, and like the four guys can come together and not realize something's wrong with that. So yeah, I mean, I I do hate to see the Cowboys win, um, but it also does suck to see. <laughs> to see that kind of stuff happen. I do feel a little bit bad for the Saints. Not too much, though, because yeah. they beat the Seahawks. Taysom Hill really gave the Cowboys that win, though. 
Yeah, like he's four a, interceptions. He shows in he shows his quarter. role on that team. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, he can do some cool plays on the ground. He's certainly a great runner of the ball. Taysom Hill is a cool story, yeah. and as a you know guy who was stuck, I was stuck on special teams for my entire football career. As somebody who was stuck on special teams, I love to see guys like Taysom Hill use special teams acumen to play themselves into bigger roles. But when is New Orleans going to admit that Taysom Hill is a gimmick and not a starting quarterback? Yeah, I I wouldn't say he's completely useless, though. In a system where they do have Jameis Winston healthy, I think he can be very, very valuable to them, just throwing in trick plays. Oh, no, Um, he can be an awesome gimmick. I'm uh, I'm I'm not dunking on him as a gimmick. As far as gimmicks go... He is far and away the best gimmick in um, in recent NFL memory. Uh, some longtime Seahawks super fans might remember the name Tanner McAvoy. Uh, when when Taysom Hill first came onto the like national spotlight, I was like, "Wow, they really retextured Tanner McAvoy." Um, and I, uh, I I rooted for Tanner McAvoy for a long time as the uh, emergency third quarterback, special teams playmaker, trick play superstar type of guy. But, you know, that was all I saw out of Taysom Hill, and I'm super glad that he's been far more than that. That said, you wouldn't make Tanner McAvoy your starting quarterback. Yeah, no, that's true. That's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the Saints, the Saints are in a bad spot, too, with Breeze out of there and uh, Winston obviously injured. They do not have that much to, to go to. And, yeah. and not to mention, with everybody and, in the NFC having five, four, six wins. And Kamara out. Um, yeah. Kamara out. Yeah, it's, Kamara it's rough. Kamara will probably be back next week, so it's not all gloom and doom for New Orleans, but I, I, I think that they're definitely, if not treading water, they're certainly sinking. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, one notable people or person that I, I feel like kind of fallen out of popularity is Michael Thomas. People, like, almost forgot about that dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Injuries, man. Do you know? Do you know when he's supposed to come back? Is no it this idea. year? <laughs> I have Dude, no clue, yeah. honestly. Because I, I know people have him in fantasy. I see him sitting on people's benches occasionally, and I, I wonder if he's supposed. I because I haven't looked into it, and I would, I would actually like to know if he's supposed to come back. I should probably look this up, because um, otherwise there'd really be no point in holding him onto your bench. But do you guys have anything on that? Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, he's had a setback in his injury rehab, and so it has ended the hopes of a 2021 Saints return. Oh, okay. So Yeah, yeah so he's not coming back this season. I'd imagine I... most people have dropped him by now then. Yeah. Man, Michael Thomas, what a fall from grace that guy has had. I swear it was just... <laughs> I swear it was just like a couple of days ago that uh, it, people were talking about him as like an MVP candidate in a particularly weak year. No kidding, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, man, Michael Thomas, 2019, Michael Thomas was everybody's MVP, like everybody's down ballot MVP. Well, uh, speaking of MVP candidate, and not just MVP, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, too, you guys saw that Rams Packers matchup, I assume. Uh, uh, Devontae Adams, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey got cooked in that game. I was watching some of that. There was one route I saw where Ramsey got tossed on the ground, uh, and Adams made the reception, spun past some dude, and got the first. Uh, and I, just, I felt like Ramsey, who's usually probably the best corner in the league, in my opinion. He most definitely deserves to be in that conversation. He was, he like, looked, he was like the fourth best DB on that, in that field. Game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would have taken, uh, Jair Alexander didn't even play. I would have taken Kevin King over, over, <laughs> over. 
Jalen Ramsey for that game. And I don't After think this game. is this is the first time Ramsey and Matt Adams have had a bad matchup, uh, particularly in uh, Ramsey's favor. I know I know Ram- or Adams did pretty well against him. I think last year. I think Adams yeah. might just have his number. Yeah. Yeah. No, Adams is just honestly he's a really good receiver. And... His release has got to be some of the best in the league. He mm-hmm. gets off the line better than anybody yeah. else. Yeah. No yeah, kidding. And see that doesn't really match up with well with Ramsey because Ramsey's more of like a a rough pushing uh, yeah, physical corner. in your yeah. face corner and. Uh, Adams just has the perfect skill set to neutralize that. Yeah, no, he can get around him. So, That's so don't don't fade Jalen Ramsey just yet. One yeah. bad game doesn't mean you should be out of the league as a cornerback. One bad game just means that you got matched up with somebody who you know has your number. It yeah. happen, happens to yeah. everybody. Yeah. So, uh, as uh, as far as defensive player of the year goes right now, who would you guys say is a front runner? Because I know we've talked about Ramsey, uh, Jer Alexander's hurt. There's a couple other guys though. Who would you defensive say is number one in your mind? Let me first off uh, start by saying Defensive Player of the Year shouldn't be a pass rushers award. I think that people other than pass rushers deserve to get Defensive Player of the Year candidacy. That is true. That said, um, I think I'm going to have to go Dallas Cowboys Micah Parsons might have a real shot. I know he's a rookie, and some people don't even have him as the Cowboys' best defensive player, but he's had an unreal season with the... uh, amount of you know run stuffing that dallas did just last night i the saints running backs had like like 10 yards in total the only yards they got were off of the end around like the end around uh receiver handoffs and the uh scrambles from Taysom hill it's all of Taysom hill's designed runs he didn't do too great and micah parsons never got fooled well it seems like in a lot of polls the front runner is miles garrett which I mean I know McLean just said it shouldn't yeah, be a pass shouldn't rusher. Shouldn't be a pass rusher. Yeah, but also I mean Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald though you can't ignore yeah. the game wreckage that they put on yeah. opponents. It's yeah. honestly ridiculous. That's what I was gonna say. I I think Miles Garrett is even ahead of Aaron Donald this year yeah. too. Uh, he's such an amazing player, uh, yeah. and I know he's had some issues in the past, but I I do think he's a pretty good person too. Aside mm-hmm. from the uh, yeah, I, I mean you guys yeah, know he what is I'm a Walter about the helmet Payton thing. Man of the year award. He's a very good person, which is good to see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I definitely think Miles Garrett can but, get it. And the only reason that it mostly does go to pass rushes is I feel like there's so much more. You can be so much more dominant, and that will stand out as a pass rusher versus as a defensive padding. back. As a defensive back, it's only going to really stand out with picks and and pick sixes, which, as you know, do not come a whole lot. Yeah. Again, where it's, it's, most of their plays are I probably like tackles and stuff. Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs is also in the conversation apparently Trevon Diggs being in the conversation annoys me so much I'm yeah. sorry I have a soapbox rant about this and I'm on the radio and now is my chance to say this Trevon Diggs is nothing more than a prototypical Dan Quinn corner do you guys remember the uh, Seattle corner being like a big talking point where everyone said that the the Seahawks corners were nothing more than big tall jump ball guys who would allow lots of yards yeah, if Sherman. they didn't have such great safeties you know, guys like Sherman, not only Sherman, but other guys, Brandon Browner, uh, Jeremy Lane, uh, Stephen Terrell, all these guys were, were nothing more than jump ball winners who played extremely soft and were able to feast in uh, the interceptions, the counting stats, interceptions yeah. and tackles because they were in such a favorable scheme for cornerback stat padding. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is tons of truth to that. Dan Quinn has brought that scheme with him everywhere he's gone in Atlanta. His corners gave up tons and tons of yards and his safeties and corners got tons of picks because they played 
such an aggressive jump ball style of, of, of coverage while allowing tons of space for receivers to catch underneath balls and rack up tackles. You know, it got them Defensive Player of the Year candidacy because their counting stats were so good. They were, however, it, they weren't helping their team. I think that Trevon Diggs, uh, I'm not going to call him overrated because he's a very good piece of Dan Quinn's defense. But when we think about a lockdown corner, our heads shouldn't be going to 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 Trevon Diggs. Yeah, they they do usually go to Jalen Ramsey, but uh, not not this week. <laughs> when we think about shut down corner. We should be thinking Jair Alexander, uh, Jalen Ramsey, Denzel Ward uh, are some of the only true shut down guys I can think of. James Bradbury had a very underrated couple of seasons, although as he's aged, he's yeah. sort of lost a step. I mean, and as, as a man cover corner, they really do not age with grace. Yeah. Same, and, same yeah. goes for, like, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore. He was good, really good, like, a year or two. He was, he was in the conversation yeah. for Defensive Player of the Year. He was in the Defensive Player of the Year. He was a Defensive Player of the Year. He was? Very recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as a man coverage corner, your body can only keep up with the bodies of those receivers around you who get younger every year yeah. uh, for so long, you know? And uh, Stephon Diggs, or tr- Stephon Diggs, uh, Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore, prime example of that. He he deteriorated so quickly. Him, James Bradbury, did not stick around long. Uh, do you guys remember Darrell Ravis? Yeah. Ravis Island? Yeah, Probably Ravis Island. Probably the only guy who's ever done that well. Tredavious White, another, another man coverage corner, yeah. who's... Really regressed a little bit. Yeah, he's regressed this year. Yeah. I've seen some highlights on him. That was not pretty. I've seen some lowlights on him. They're uh, just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think this is as good a stopping point as any. Uh, if you guys want to text into the show, 206-275-9104, who do you think of when you hear shut down corner? Uh, with that, we're going to go to a quick break. Uh, And we will be right back just over four minutes on the bridge with The Water Break, the best sports show we got. Hello and welcome back to The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. I'm McLean in the booth with Will and with Cy. What's up? And we're going to be talking about an issue that's annoyed me for a long time. Do you guys like college football? Of course. I do, yeah. College football is so much fun. College football provides some of the most fun regular season environments. Even in a season where your team sucks, it's still fun to just go out and support them. Yeah. That said, the playoffs need a fix. It's long been the popular kind of consensus that just allowing four teams in, that that doesn't make too much sense, right? Yeah. That That's not as interesting either. It's like, oh, okay. I would <laughs> argue that a four-team playoff actually makes more sense for the NFL than it does for the college football NCAA, right? Nah, but no, the NFL wouldn't do that because of money. The they NFL get lots wouldn't of do money. that because they get tons and tons of playoff money. But yeah. like from an integrity of the game standpoint, it would make the most sense that in the league where 32 teams play to only let four in rather than the league where there are, you know, 200 plus contenders for the playoffs every year. That's true. But but realistically, you only have, I mean, they only rank them top 25, right? And, yeah. and some of those teams at the bottom of that are pretty weak. So I think there are more competitors. I think it's a lot tighter in NFL football, uh, certainly, oh, than it is in, in college. In, in NFL, anybody can sneak in. You know, you can get to the playoffs without even winning half your games. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Seattle Seahawks. Um, <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> NFC East. Uh, you can get to... There have been three teams. Here's some trivia for you guys. There have been three teams in the NFC that have made the playoffs uh, with a sub-500 record. Can you name all of them? I know Seahawks, Seahawks. Cowboys... 
Cowboys Giants? never did. Cowboys never did. Giants never did. One of them was just last year. Come on. Um, they were all like in the last 10 years. Uh... I'll give you one. I'll give you one. The Panthers got one by going 7-8-1 with Cam Newton. Then they won the Super Bowl the next year. Did the Patriots ever they make it in? No. The, pa- the Panthers didn't okay. win. They lost to the Broncos. The Panthers went 15-1, and one and they, oh, you're right. They made the Super Bowl next year is what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, but the other team to make it 7-9 and nine was last year's Washington football team. Oh, the football team. Oh, of course. I forgot about that. NFC East. Yeah. Let's go. NFC East. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then there's the NFC West. And then uh, there's the NFC Best. That's right. Yeah. NFC Best. Anyways. Seahawks. There's there's some trivia. Uh besides that though, I feel like college football I feel like it would help out the sport as a whole if there was more playoff games. I agree. You could sell yeah. more tickets, you could sell more TV. I know that college football is quote quote not for profit, but we all know how large those air quotes are. Yeah, I know. And well, also college football and college basketball, they both fund a lot of like the other division yeah. 1 sports. Yeah. So that would definitely be good for like the sports programs as a whole cuz I know like a lot of universities they're like cutting out swimming or something because there's not enough money. So. Definitely, yeah. It's, I mean, cash is tight for sports programs all over the world. High school, college, it's sports are expensive. Yeah. But you should be able to have more playoff games. And not to mention, uh, the upset potential upsets really sell. Let me tell you, if I went to a school that made the college football playoffs as like the number sixteen team, which that's my idea, by the way, sixteen team playoff, sixteen team bracket. Because they rank the top 25. I think they should let in the 16th best team in the nation, right? I, I agree with that, and I think that would I, – I think all of those teams have a pretty decent shot. Maybe not some of the bottom ones, but I think most of those teams have a pretty decent shot of being competitive with any, any other one of these teams. Yeah. I think uh, the 16th best team in the nation could totally knock off the best team in the nation if they have a good day. Possibly. Yeah. The, issue, Possibly. Yeah. the issue is with, uh, like, when these games are going to happen. Because they don't want to compete. NFL football happens on Saturdays. So they don't want to add two extra weeks to the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that I think that my idea for that, though, is if you move the uh, first game of the season up a week, I think you can create an extra week and then just push the second game back a week. So that, like, the if the college football happens, the... Uh, first week in january if like that's when the bulk the new year's six bowl games happen then i'd imagine that four of those have like college football title implications and then two get played the first week in january and the championship happens the second week in january that's my idea Mm -hmm. yeah it sounds pretty good yeah Yeah, i agree so so looking at uh the college football standings right now in the top four what do you guys think about the playoff picture because i know ohio state just got knocked off by Michigan recently. Michigan. They're pretty much out of it. So what do you what do you think it's going to end up looking like? Because right now we have Georgia at one and Alabama at four, which would be a really interesting game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I it's really hard for me to pick against Alabama, but this Georgia team, they've just been lights out recently. I don't definitely. Know. Georgia Bulldogs, this has been, I think, the best year for Bulldogs football in my whole life. I think they they have like a really dominant defense, right? Yeah, it, yeah. I've I've never followed Georgia football. I don't even think I could name like a single NFL player who went to Georgia. I Justin Fields. Justin Fields. No, he Ohio went to Ohio State. State. He was a Buckeye. I think. Uh, 
Oh, Georgia. Oh, Todd Gurley. If you guys Todd remember Gurley, Todd Gurley. Yeah. And Matthew Stafford, now that I think about it. Matthew yeah. Stafford was a Georgia Bulldog. But, like, this has not been a relevant program for a long time. They've they've churned out NFL talent at running back, but, you know, it's not like they've translated that into any success at, at, at the college level. Um, I... I would really be. Uh, I would love to see them make a big run and kind of break up the monotony of Ohio State and Alabama winning every year, which is why LSU yeah. and Clemson, why their recent success, I am, or their not so recent success, but like their following up success with a bit of a down year. I think that that's something that might be good for the sport. I think that college football has the potential to become boring. You know, the same teams winning it every year. And I'm really glad that there can at least be some yeah. sorts of parody. Well, guess who's ranked number three? The Bearcats, Cincinnati. Yeah. That's so weird. I think they've only played, like, bad teams, though, right? Except for Notre Dame. They beat Notre Dame. They beat Notre Dame, but I'm loving the Bearcats, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's, that's good. That they running back they got? It up sometimes. I, I don't remember that kid's name, but that running back they got? That guy is unreal. Yeah. Man, speaking of good running backs, uh, what's his name? Hassam Haskins for the Michigan team. Yeah, against oh. Ohio State, he had an insane game. Man, oh, that guy yeah. ate. So that, that guy yeah, ate. that was that was really fun. I, to I watch. saw like one play where, okay, he was going through his gap right, and there was an Ohio State. I think it was a linebacker. He was ready to make the tackle. He was in the right position. The man just moves over into a blocker and just like lets the running back straight through. Honestly. Wow. That, it was so dumb. Oh, like, I saw he, that. He could have. He could have. It was on the goal line, I believe, too. Yeah, it was on and, the goal to prevent line. Prevent the touchdown, and the guy was like right in the gap. Yeah, he no, moved he out could, of the way. He could have put his shoulder down, knocked out Haskins, but nah, yeah. he just left. Yeah. That was so dumb. I don't imagine that guy had a very fun time at film that Monday. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen the one dude on TikTok that just roasts people on film? Yeah, I don't know if you guys yeah, know yeah. The, the film dude. review guy. I forget his name, but he's that guy's really funny. Yeah, no. So it probably, I, I imagine we'd probably go something like that. Uh, but right now, Michigan versus Cincy, that would be an interesting game because I feel like those teams are, I know they're rated 2-3, and three, but I feel like Alabama is maybe better than both of those teams. So it would be interesting yeah. to see Alabama-Georgia uh, as the 1-4 game, and then the winner of that goes on to play Michigan and Cincy. But uh, obviously they're all so close to each other, I don't yeah, think that really not, matters too definitely. much. Definitely, which is why we need more, more teams. More exactly. teams, 16-team playoff, 16-team playoff. That and- would be so entertaining. I wonder if the NCAA is listening to my show right now. That'd be so cool. That would That'd be, be so cool. cool. Then they should take our advice. If you guys are listening, if you work at the NCAA and you listen, you should totally call in 206-275-9104. Feel obligated. Yeah. Um, 206-275-9104. That's our phone number. Also applies if you don't work at the NCAA and you just like want to talk with us. Um, it gets quite lonely up in the booth with just these two morons. Whoa, hey. Wow. I'm wow, just McClellan. Hey, well, I'm well I'm speaking of NCAA, Alabama-Georgia plays tomorrow wow. at 1. So that's almost that's like a precursor a to the uh, championship game. Although, game. although if Alabama loses, do you think they're done? I don't know. They're done. I think so. Well, I think, who who, is, who yeah. would be next up? I think it's Oklahoma State. I'd have to check. Oh, It yeah, is Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma so. State. Did you see that game against Oklahoma? That was like... How many losses does Oklahoma State have? Just one. one. Just one. So they're in the same boat as Alabama. Who did they lose to? Um, We can take a look here. Here, hold on. Oklahoma State. They almost dropped one to Boise State, beat them by one point. So. Well, a win's a win. You are what your record says you are. That is true. They lost to Iowa State, unranked. 
Iowa State. So, okay. And I they, think Alabama would make it with uh They play number nine Baylor this week. Yeah. I think so, yeah. ooh, that would be huge actually. That, I think Alabama yeah. with a loss to Cincinnati like an undefeated Cincinnati team, I think would give them the edge over an Oklahoma State team with one loss to uh to even though it is to an unranked team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it looks like we have a lot of great college football games this weekend. Anyway, I called Sia Moron earlier. I called Willa Moron too. I was doing it. It's a joke, fellers. It's a joke. But let's see who the real moron actually is, because I think Sai has trivia for us. Yep. Let's get into it. All right. All right. Are we gonna play the trivia music? We're yeah, playing. let's play the trivia music. Let's, go. let's play the trivia music. Are you uh, ready? Do you have like an intro you want to do? Welcome to trivia. Yeah, baby. Where legends are made. Oh, so true. <laughs> yep. Where I won with a concussion. So true. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, well, explain the rules first. Okay, so for trivia, I'm going to ask a question, and then McLean or Will is going to buzz in by saying their name and trying to give an answer to the question. If one of them gets it wrong... I'm going to buzz yeah. in with this bell. because I'm Yeah, happy. we have a bell, which is pretty cool. That's um, the bell. And so if one of them gets it wrong, the other one can steal. And we just keep going until we get... Or one person gets three of them right. Yeah. All right. So let's get started. How many referees are fielded during Division One college football games? McLean. Six. Nope. Uh, oh, Will, I'm going to go five. No, in Division One college football games, it's eight. Eight. Ooh. I knew it was an even number. Okay. Yeah, the NFL I guess that has seven. Hmm. Okay. Okay, what year did Tiger Woods win his first Masters tournament? Well, uh, 2003. No. Okay, I'm going to steal. I'm going to say 04. 1997. When he was 21 years old, that was wow. his first one. When you started it with a 19, I was like, oh, wow. I was was surprised by that. Okay, interesting. Crazy. Okay, here we go. This one, you guys have probably seen this movie. Have y'all seen Rocky? I have not, actually. You've not seen Rocky? Okay, well, which Rocky? uh, Well, maybe this is a bad question. Never mind. Actually, no, go for it. Go for it. I know a little bit about the movies. Which Rocky actor once played in the NFL? Huh. Oh, was it Sylvester Stallone? Was he ever in the NFL? No. No? Darn it. Is his name Ricky? (laughs) I... No. Okay, never mind. Uh, do you guys want a hint? Yeah. Sure. sure. Okay. Um, It's the guy who wore the America shorts. The America shorts? I've never seen the movie. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't know. Okay, his son is Mike... Well, his fictional son is played by Michael B. Jordan. That's the guy who played Raw... Or, uh, that's the guy who played Apollo, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Will's got it. It's The guy uh, who played Apollo. But I, I don't know his name. Oh wait, never mind. Okay, yeah. so we won't we won't give you the point for that because that was just yeah, no. too many hints. Oh man, so there's still no points on the board. Yikes. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. He played the role of Apollo Creed. Man, that's my second guess. All right, I all right. It. Novak Djokovic won the 2013 Australian Open tournament. Who did he defeat in the finals? Ooh, Australian Open is that tennis? Uh, yeah, it's tennis. We yeah. don't talk a lot about tennis on this. We show. don't talk a lot about tennis. Um, on this show. We're more into go, the context. Let's go, course. Federer. Is that how you say it? Roger Federer. It's probably one of the only tennis hey, players. Hey, Will, you are right. It was really? Roger Federer. With the win. Okay, there we Let's go. Let's go, Will. It was either him or Serena Williams. That's who I was going to go with. 
The only tennis players. The only, the only two think, tennis players. I think they I know. divide tennis into men's and I know, I know. That's yeah. a, as I'm joking. <laughs> That's dumb. Sorry, side tangent. Why do they do that? Tennis is like the one sport you should be able to play that co-ed, right? I'm not sure. I think Serena right. Williams would it, have a chance. It might have to do a lot of the top men too. So it might be have interesting to do with serves because the power serves? of the serves. Oh, that's true. The power yeah. of the serves. Yeah, because right, I'm, I'm pretty sure the ball flies faster than the men's, but. All right, man. Sounds to me like you're just scared of getting beat by a girl. Anyways. I don't play tennis. (laughs) It'd be funny if you did, though. It'd be funny. That'd be a really good snappy comeback. McLean's trying to distract from the fact that he's down 1-0. Yeah, he's down 1-0. I'm losing at trivia after calling everyone morons. Okay, here we go. Who was the first Filipino-American to play in the NBA? Ooh. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I do not know. I don't know many NBA This one's hard. I didn't even know this. Raymond Townsend. Raymond Townsend? I was about to say that. Man. Sure you were. Getting sure robbed. you were. Getting Come on now. Here. Okay. Oh, here we go. Who's the... You guys should get this. Who is the only NFL player to have also played in the MLB World Series? Oh, I got it. I got it. Wait, I, you didn't buzz in. I said Will first. Fine, take it. All right, Bo Will. Jackson? No. Bo no. Jackson no. didn't play in Jackson? the World Series. Because when he played... Uh, oh, no. When Bo Jackson played baseball, his teams all sucked. Oh. We were looking for primetime Sanders. Yep, you're right, Man. McLean. That's 1-1. Let's get it. Primetime was uh, an Atlanta Brave and an Atlanta Falcon at the same time. Only um, only primetime could do that, Only primetime. Like. Only primetime. Man. Uh, but okay. yeah, he went to the series with the Atlanta Braves. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, here we go. Hall of Fame NBA player Larry Bird also won NBA Coach of the Year while coaching which team? Who did Larry Bird play? Uh, I don't want to state the obvious, but was it was it the Celtics? It was not the Celtics. Okay, I was. I mean, I'm tempted to say the Pelicans because his name is Bird. Uh, (laughs) I will admit, I completely forgot that Larry Bird went into coaching. I know that he won a Coach of the Year award, but like, I totally forgot that he coached. Okay. Uh, you guys want a hint? Was yeah. it the Milwaukee Bucks? It's his home state. It's the team from state? his home state. Oh, man. I don't know who he grew up. Gonna go Utah Jazz? I got nothing. No. Will, you want to steal it? Uh, Let's go Lakers. Nope. It was okay. the Indiana Pacers. Go Pacers. Yeah. I was trying to think which states only had one NBA team, and there's not too many. Yeah. I just went with the there's team so that I know There's so many in California, Texas, Florida, yeah. and New York that, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Those are the big markets. Yeah, yeah. Make all the money. All right. So, the... Okay. Who is Kansas University basketball's all-time leading scorer? KU basketball's all-time leading scorer. Uh, I would have. uh, John Smith? Well, this is a hard one. I didn't know. Well, it's not Tyler Lockett. Partially because he went to Kansas State, not it's, Kansas. It's basketball. Well, I know, I know. Anti- yeah. That's the that's part of the joke. <laughs> uh, these jokes are flying over my head. Uh, All right. <laughs> uh, man, I got nothing. Can I pass? Yeah, let's man, skip this one. Size got us all stumped. Lynette Woodard. I, I've yes, never yeah, even I would heard have of that. that. Okay. Okay, this Man, one, if this anyone one. wants to call in and completely wreck the hosts of the show, our number's 206-275-9104. That's 206-275-9104. All right, what professional sports did Patrick Mahomes' father play? Will? I got it. Oh. oh, no, no, you got that first, I think. Okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' dad was an MLB pitcher. You are right. He played baseball. Yeah. I knew he played baseball. I didn't know, I didn't he, was know he was a pitcher, was a pitcher though. though. Yeah, yeah uh, 
Patrick Mahomes was actually drafted by the Detroit Tigers as a pitcher. There's I knew that, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, okay, I guess that makes sense why he's probably got such a good arm. Oh, here's another fun fact for you. The Detroit Tigers also, at one point, drafted Tom Brady, mm-hmm. which means that uh, the Tigers have now drafted two Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks, and the Lions haven't. Who had, uh, who drafted Russ? Russell was drafted twice. Once uh, by the Texas Rangers out of college. Oh, the Rangers. Once by, or, but out of high school. And once by the Colorado Rockies out of college. college. How is uh, that possible? Well, in the MLB, you can be drafted multiple times if you refuse your rookie contract, which oh, happens sometimes. Yeah. Because the MLB draft has so many rounds, what they'll occasionally do is pick kids out of high school, and then the kid will say, no, I don't want to play for your single-A franchise. I'm going to college. Yeah, um, and then sense. the kid will deny that offer and then go to college, get an education, play college baseball, and then come back and get drafted higher. Uh, Zach Granke, who is a pitcher for the Houston Astros, was actually drafted three times by the Kansas City Royals before he joined their team. So do they not get, because I know in hockey, uh, Owen Power and Matthew Beniers actually just did this, where you can get drafted by your team, but you say, I'm not going to play for you this year, I'm going to play another season at college, then I'll return to you. So they keep the rights of the player, but they don't get them for the season. Uh, in the MLB, it doesn't work that oh, way. If, okay. you're, if you refuse your rookie contract, that's just it. You're just, like, you. if you don't get drafted again, it just sucks. You're out of baseball. Yeah. Uh, so if you draft a player who doesn't play baseball, you lose that pick. We saw that recently. The Oakland Athletics drafted Kyler Murray, and then he went into the NFL. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they lost their 10th overall pick in the MLB that season, and a lot of people are saying that's why uh, Oakland's farm system sucks now. Uh, part of that is that, and the other part is because they can't, you know, pay for expensive free agents to then trade for prospects. Um, but yeah, the MLB draft is very unique in that regard, where you can draft players multiple times. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what's the score now? Two to one. Two to one. Two to two one. Mc- Who's Wait, up? McLean. McLean's up. Okay. When did female American tennis legend Serena Williams win her first major tennis championship? Will. Uh, Will got it. Ooh. Okay. Um, let's go, let's go 06. No. No, uh, that's wrong. 2008. No. Oh, man. Do you guys want when the answer? When was it? When was yeah, it? Yeah, let's hear it. 1999. 19? I, yeah. I keep forgetting that tennis players wow. can just play forever. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah, at just 17 years old. I thought she was a lot. Serena Williams wow. became a U.S. 17. Open championship winner. Wow. That's impressive. Seven, that's how old we are, bro. Yeah. That's what? I yeah. Why don't you guys? Why don't you guys win tennis championships? Because I'm not What's Serena up? Williams. Hey, hey, we won a radio award. That's we true. got that. I spend so much time winning radio awards for my award-winning sports show, The Water. Yeah, that, that's national, baby. Yeah. Okay. Let's see Serena Williams's golden microphone award. <laughs> okay, this one's easy. McLean might McLean might steal the win oh, on man. this one. Oh, he has his hand over the buzzer. Okay. I'll switch to a harder one. Andre Agassi <laughs> won his first Olympic gold medal in which year? Well, this is easy because you know it's a multiple of four. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh, man. I, I, <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, so I don't know if I <laughs> should go summer or winter is the problem here. Um, Let's go. Let's go 2012. Wrong. Okay. McLean. I'm going to take a stab. I'm going to say uh, 2008. Do you guys not guess anything before the no, 2000s? We 1996. Don't. We don't. I'm sorry. I wasn't alive back then. Yeah. I was born in 2004. I'm young. I'm a child. Okay. 
Oh my goodness. All right, in 2014, which NBA player set the all-time record for most missed field goals? Most missed field goals? Will. Yeah. Stephen Curry. No. I said that as a joke, <laughs> but I'm partially regretting it because I feel like McLean's going to get this right, but, you know, it was totally worth it. Most missed field goals. Uh, hmm. I should have said Ben who Simmons. Who can't shoot? I'm trying to think who can't shoot. But it's got to be someone who takes a there lot. Like, somebody... they shoot, but they, they stay in the game. There is Shaq is famous for missing... Uh, three-pointers, but I don't know anybody else uh, other than Ben Simmons who's, like, famous for being a bad shooter. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go Draymond Green? No. Nah, no, this one's really surprising. Kobe Bryant. Kobe? Wow, huh. Yeah. See, that's, so I guess that's what I was goals. saying. It's, I guess it is a volume stat. It's got to be someone who's good enough to keep playing, right? Yeah. yeah. They're not and, taking Kobe yeah, out. They're not exactly. taking Kobe out. No, I don't care how old he was that season. That's Interesting. true. Alright, give us some easy ones. We need to get okay. out of here. During which NFL season was the 50th edition of the Super Bowl played? McLean. Uh, following the 2015 NFL season. You're right. That's yeah. McLean. That's the winner. Easy win. Old man Peyton Manning with the win over over Cam Newton. 15-1 and Carolina Panthers, and they got defeated by old man Peyton Manning, who was, like, far and away. When I say old man, I'm not just throwing that around as in, you know, Maybe his deep ball had lost a bit. He was bad that season. Do you yeah. guys remember that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah they, did, they deserved it. By his defense. They deserved yeah. it after how badly we beat them in the Super Bowl. Oh, definitely. They needed one. Old man Peyton had to get that second ring, you yeah. know? Uh, anyway, I think that the Peyton Manning free agent signing actually had a ripple effect that led to, like, free agency being the, you know, death of a bunch of empires. Y'all remember Houston? Houston? Yeah. The, the, Texans? the Texans? Yeah. Remember that gigantic contract they gave Brock Osweiler? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, my God. All Broncos that, legend Brock all Osweiler. All that because of old man Peyton Manning. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. thank you guys for listening to The Water Break, the best sports show on the bridge. I've really enjoyed hanging out with you guys, and uh, I've, uh, I'm have i super excited to be here with uh, my, my two favorite morons in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week uh, at 3 o'clock. We'll be live. Um, and you should listen to my other shows, self-plug. No, I'm kidding. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge. We're going to do basketball in just a few hours. I'm really I'm excited to listen to that. Um, but, yeah, uh, hang out. It'll be great. Uh, 88.9 The Bridge, more music and conversation that spans generations coming right up. Let's go, L-Dub.